Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jordan. How are you today? Good. Are you ready to talk to everybody? Yes. Good. We are going to talk to everybody about going to what kind of game did we go to over the weekend? Baseball game. That's right. And That's it was right. a professional Virtual. baseball. Virtual Do you remember baseball. who the team was? The uh, Braves. The Braves game. Games. That's right. It was fun. It was fun. What did you eat at the Braves game? I had pizza. We had to shell something, remember? Peanuts, I have peanuts. You had peanuts, and the shells were going everywhere. Everywhere. Yes. You know what? Something that I thought was really fun about the game? Yes. You had so many people recognize you. Recognize you. We were walking along, and somebody would be like, there's Jordan Jordan from TikTok. TikTok video. Do you like being famous? Yes. You do? You did good at taking pictures with people. Taking pictures with the people. Yep, yep. And you were cheering at the game. Cheering at the game. That's right. Did you have a favorite part of the game? Um, it was running at the base. Right. You watched Hudson run at the base. base. We were there with his baseball team, and he got to walk out around the field. Around the field. That's right. It was fun, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. But it was. I thought it was fun seeing how many people recognized you. I recognize you. Yeah. You're just a little superstar. Yes. Yeah. All right. What are you going to tell everybody? Have a good day, you guys. See you later. See you later. One of the main questions we get on social media is the modifications we use, how we do it, how we make them, everything about that, and how it has been absolutely life-changing to Jordan. So on today's episode, we are going to break them down, talk all about it, share tips we've learned, and hopefully encourage others. Thanks for joining us to the Be Kind to Everyone podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Jackie. So yeah, over and over on social media, we show videos of Jordan working independently. And when we started the shirt shop, the thought from day one, the thought of her being able, for example, to sit down and work for two hours independently packaging ink pens. Like we couldn't have dreamt that. So I will never forget the first day I brought home a box of I don't know. It was probably a couple of hundred ink pens. Mm. I walked in the kitchen. (laughs) I remember this. And I showed them to Ben and he goes, what in the world are you going to do with these ink pens? And I said, we're going to have Jordan package them and then we're going to sell them. And he goes, well, how are we going to get her to package them? And who in the world is going to buy ink pens? Oh, I remember that. And now we buy them, I think, in either 10,000 or 20,000 at a time. Yeah. And we've, we've, Got pencils as well. So, I mean, that's very similar to the pens. Yes. But same principle. I guess uh, we'll talk about it, but it, they are a little bit different. They're different, yes. Tell everybody, explain what we do with ink pens. First, we get a box of a thousand, probably. Each box contains a thousand, and there's five colors, five colors in them. But she then she has to separate them into pails, I call it. You know, they're just a little um, shoe box, basically. Because and they come all mixed they together come in the all box. Mixed together, yeah. Whether Cole does it or whether Jordan does it, and they separate out the colors first thing. And it's funny, we probably could get them to come in boxes of their own color, given. Yeah, we choose not to. This is another job. But for we like them mm-hmm. being all mixed together. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons is we are constantly looking for new jobs that Jordan or Cole, who is another individual that works for us that has autism, can do. Right. I am not a fan 
of busy work, meaning do something, undo Undo it, it. do something, undo it. So I like them seeing the box come to us sealed, Mm -hmm. all mixed up, and their job is to sort them. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it's not a busy work job. It's very necessary, but it's very fulfilling for them to do. Mm The next step after they take the pails, I mean, we, we gather them around where they're sitting, I guess, and we've got this modification board, and it's this one's made out of a plastic top, like a Tupperware, Tupperware tote type tub. thing. Yeah, 24 by 36, 24 by 24, something like that. And then we've got a little pictures of the, we, we saw five, five blue, five, yep. or, or well, however many there are. But then they line out, they put their five blue pencils right on top of the printed out colored or no we they're not colored or they are yes. colored because so there's a texture difference we took a texture ink pens and literally photocopied them yeah. so we photocopied a picture of three, three blue ink yeah, pens together. then we copied three pink ink pens so we then cut them out and then take and that use to tape the, like to literally just tape top. to tape it to the tupperware part so it could be matching yep Yep. And um, then they put that, they, then it's all, once it's all complete, all the pins are laid out there. Then they just, of course, grab it up, put it in a, a Ziploc bag and there you are. There's yes. one complete and yeah. they go off to the next one. But I think one of the things to point out here is the importance of why that simple modification was a game changer. For years, we had tried in Jordan's IEP meeting, individual education plan, her group at school of the teachers, myself, we had tried to come up with goals to get Jordan to be able to do one-to-one correspondence, to say, Jordan, you need to count out 10 ink pens and put them in a bag. And that was a skill she really struggled Mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. And when you're talking about a school or a therapy session, you have these little colored teddy bears. And any special needs parent knows these little (laughs) colored teddy bears. They haunt us. And so you're supposed to count out like a goal would be count five teddy bears, count 10 teddy bears. And you work on that same goal for years. If I was Jordan, I'd probably want to launch the teddy bears across the room, to be honest. But I totally understand the purpose. I do. I get it. But that skill is very difficult for Jordan. It's not that she can't count to 10, but she's going to get distracted. She's Mm going to do other things. And so we were like to get her to count out 15 ink pens, let alone different colors, was not very realistic to get her to do independently. But you and I had got thinking, we're like, she's really strong at matching. And we're like, what does it matter how she gets from A to B as long as she gets there and gets it done accurately? Mm -hmm. We shifted the job to match her skill. And I think so often in life, we look at things as there's only one way to do it. And when you do that, you you knock so many people out of an opportunity. In the end, we needed packs of 15 ink pens. It doesn't matter how, how she went about getting them in there as long as they were right. And that's what that simple modification board did mm-hmm. for her. It allowed her to work independently. We do go back and check them. But you can tell how you came up with the idea for, for double checking her work. Oh, weighing them. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we started counting them. I mean, did she include 15 pins in each package? And then that got, I mean, when you're checking, I don't know, oh, I shouldn't say hundreds. But you a know, lot but it's, at a time. Yeah, it's 25, 50 at a time. It's just time consuming. So we just, well, give me the scale. And we just, and now every package weighs, you know, 14.3 or 14.4. And 
it's it's really one of the jobs for one of the high school girls that could do it real quick when they come in. There's the pencils and I mean pens, and every once in a while she'll she may get something mixed up as two different colors or well, something. I, I don't know. Sometimes normally, a, no. Normally, what she's going to do is throw not have enough. enough. Like and she usually she's pretty realistic, but so I think they weigh four point five ounces. But so there, the girls know if one weighed four ounces, hey, we need to check this one because it's probably missing an ink pen. But it's a really fast way to check her work to make sure the product's accurate. But I mean, using that modification board, it's been huge. It, I mean, she gets most all of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what we did from there, we went, Ben mentioned pencils. So we thought, Oh, this is a no brainer. Let's do pencils. We created our board Board. the same way. We photocopied our pencils. Well, then she started working on it and pencils were rolling all Mm -hmm. over the place. And Mm -hmm. we're like, uh, it was too hard because pencils don't have that little clip on them clip to hold them in place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we and got the slick ones. I guess you, we could have got the, the, the ones that right. the shape, but we didn't. They're, they're but so then, you know, we had to start thinking of, okay, we've got to figure out a different way to do it. So we went to like one of the craft stores and yeah. bought this box to where... And pencils we sell in packs of 25, so five of each color. So we found this box that has 25, kind of like old Coca-Cola bottles, you know, that you used to carry those in. And so she then puts, and we put red in the one row, green Mm -hmm. in the other row. And what I do, so that way it's okay for any kids, no matter what their struggles are, I write the word red, but I write the word red in the color red green in the color green. So therefore, if you have a child that might struggle with reading, but could identify a color, they're still good. So they just then know you do the line of red pencils, the line of green pencils. When they fill every square, they put them in their bag and they go on. But that's just an example of how you have to slightly modify based on what your end goal is. But it was going to be so hard to get those pencils to stay still, we knew quickly that wasn't going to work. Yeah. We sold chapsticks for a short amount of time. We don't do chapsticks anymore, but they roll. And we used um, small little rubber bumpers. Yep. um, And it stopped them from rolling on the board. Yeah, Um, to where she could put... You know, one chapstick, she would again match it because we had photocopied it, but you put a bumper on each side of it so she knew to put those in there and then they didn't roll away. And it was just like a kitchen cabinet bumper. So, you know, when you're closing your cabinets, it doesn't slam against the wood, something like that. The thing I just want to, like, I can't stress enough throughout this whole one is that none of our modifications are expensive. They're not time consuming to make. Like it's photocopy, scissors, tape. Cardboard box. Something else we learned was we also sell decals. So again, we were getting ready to do them the same way. We photocopied the decals, taped them on the board, but decals don't have much depth to them. So you lay them on this board and it's very easy to overlook one because it looks the exact same. Once you put the decal on it, it looked the same. In color. In color. Because we were doing it just the way. Photocopy in color. Yes, we had done the others. Mm -hmm. And so it's just to look over that board, you think you had it full and you realized you missed one. So then we we realized on that we needed to make them black and white. So therefore, when she put the the decal down, it instantly changes colors. You can quickly visualize, scan the board. Oh, wait, this one's missing. So that was another thing we learned quickly. 
But any of these things that you're trying, you're quickly going to realize if it works or doesn't sure, work. Sure, sure. Um, you know, wristbands. What did you make yeah, for those? We, we did a board. We just have a 24-inch by 18-inch board. Just took a board and then just took some wood screws and, you know, screwed each screw, not all the way in. I mean, they stick out a half inch or so. And then all she does is take that wristband and put over each screw 25 times. And once she does that, then she, you know, picks them up. And she picks them up, you know, all, you know, five in a row. It doesn't, she's not, it's not taking her long. So don't think that it takes, these modifications take a lot longer because they don't. Um, but she gets, once she has 25 on there, she nails it every single time and it's helped i i want to say if we get so busy sometimes either the high school right. girls or we're one of our boys or somebody is doing pens or pencils and we're guess what we usually always grab the board absolutely it makes it so much easier because we are in an environment where everybody's talking we've got music going on anyone gets distracted. Mm -hmm. So if you're counting out 15 pins in different colors and you're distracted, you're constantly starting over yeah. because you can't remember which ones you did. Yeah. So yeah, we literally all use these boards mm -hmm. because it's just quicker, easier in a distracting environment. Right, right. I think a lot of companies do the same thing. I mean, McDonald's and I'm thinking fast food. You know, they have, there's, I've seen up on the, uh, at McDonald's up on the wall behind them about how to make a, you know, Big Mac or whatever, it's you do this step, this step, this step, and it's just a simple little chart. I mean, it's very similar to that when I'm yeah. talking. So I'm, I'm sure a lot of employees do the same thing. Uh, employers yeah. do the same thing, but so yeah, it's interesting. Just this week, I got a text from one of our my good friends, and it's her daughter is one of Jordan's very good friends. And this summer, her daughter Alexa is going into their dentist office. Nice. And she got the idea from us and it just, she sent me a picture of Alexa working in there and it just made me so happy. Is she doing the bags? She's doing their bags. Good. And I would assume her mom made it. I don't know if her mom made it or the dentist office, mm -hmm. but has their sheet oh, yeah. nice. of everything that goes in the bag right. so that Alexa can match them all up and fill the dental bags. And nice. I mean, we started this for Jordan. Mm -hmm. Like that's the bottom line. But nothing brings me more joy when people or businesses, parents, teachers, anyone gets ideas from what we're doing yeah. and helps their child or student or employee be independent workers. That really fills me. I love seeing that. So to see this picture of Alexa working there, right. filling dental bags, it just really made me happy. And I often say to people, I think... If you're looking for a place for your child to get job skills, like I think a dental office, if, if, you're, if your dentist will allow you to come in and practice that with your child, every dentist gives out those dental bags of like mm -hmm. toothbrush, toothpaste. And Flash. I can't imagine the office workers love filling those. So I yeah. think it's a great place to start for kids to, you know, yeah. get some independent work. But I think one thing parents need to realize, if you're looking for that first opportunity for your child, you need to be prepared to go in with the child, help them to make sure it's done 
accurately. Because a business, if your child isn't accurate and they don't have the swing of it yet, if the office has to go back through and, and redo yep. everything your child it's did, not gonna last. that's not going to last. So yeah. you have to help your child get to that full independent level before they're ready for it to be a job. So. Well, and I think if we could probably talk about what do we, what did we do at home? I mean, a lot of people don't have the opportunities that Jordan has or just, just not there, you know, what can kids do at home? I mean, we did some things with the dishwasher and, yes. and in the bathroom. I think home should be one of the very first places to start sure. because you need your child to practice things in their own environment, you know, so they're ready for that opportunity. So for us, I'll give, you know, the dishwasher example. We really wanted, I think Jordan was probably 16. I don't know. It was well before the shirt shop. Yeah. And we wanted her to learn to unload the dishwasher. And that seemed like a lofty mm -hmm. goal. That's right. To think at the of, time. Sure. At the time, sure. to think of Jordan unloading the dishwasher, mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. seemed yeah. like a big thing. Yeah. Um, and so what we did was we just started, whether it was you or me, whoever was loading, unloading the dishwasher, we unloaded the whole dishwasher except for spoons. And then we had Jordan come in and she put the spoons away. Mm -hmm. Because what we were trying before, what we tried before that was yeah. like hand hey. over hand prompting yeah. her, here, put this, this glass here, here. put yeah. this glass here, put this place. But she was becoming dependent on us telling her where mm -hmm. to do it. It was chaos. It was too many steps to realize. Well, and the plates, the, the yes. cups, the, yeah. the silverware, I mean, too many things. But when all that was left in that dishwasher was spoons, we could show her one time, all of these spoons go here and she could do it. So then the next thing was we left, once she mastered that, we left spoons and forks. So then it became sorting those two. She got that down and we would just keep leaving and, yeah. one more category in there. But therefore she already knew spoons and forks. Now it was the plates and she picked that up yeah. so right. quickly mm -hmm. from then. Mm -hmm. And then it got to where if we even opened the dishwasher, she would jump up, run over. She knew that was yeah. her job. Yeah. And I mean, she can unload the dishwasher yeah. with zero help right. at this point. Right. But it took, it took you or me, mostly you probably, the patience to yes. sit there. And I mean, it's not going to happen overnight. It's several loads. But I felt like doing it that way, we saw so much more success. Because here's yeah. the other thing. You need to be able to celebrate the success of it all. Like everybody needs to know they're doing good. Well, it's so easy. She puts the spoons away automatically celebrating that accomplishment. Whereas if you're trying to do the whole thing at once, there's yeah. not a lot to celebrate because you're constantly helping them. So then the spoons and forks, Jordan, you did that. That's amazing. You got this. And so I just, I always think whether you're a parent, a teacher, You've got to celebrate every single step because every step is going to lead to a bigger step. Another modification <laughs> that is like one of my favorites. We moved into a new house, I don't know, three years ago, I think. Yeah. And Hudson has a bathroom in his room, which he thought was really cool. And so one day he was going in to take a shower and he looked in there. He was like, the water's cold. And I'm like, how would you know the water is cold? You didn't even touch it. And he was like, because it's blue, his shower head lit up colors. And I said, Hudson, that's decoration. Like that has nothing to do with the water temperature. He goes, 
Yes, it does. He was, and I think he was kindergarten, going into kindergarten at the time. And I thought he was, I thought he was ridiculous. He was like, (laughs) seriously, he goes, turn it all the way on hot. He goes, it's going to get, it's going to be red. red. Right. And I did it. And I was like, oh, it turned red. And so then he turned it to the middle. He goes, see, now it's It's green. green. Now you can get in. I was like, okay, this is life changing. (laughs) Why is nobody talking about this? So literally this shower head was to help people visually regulate the temperature. Well, that is a really hard thing for many individuals with autism or other disabilities. But if they can have a visual cue of, oh, let's turn this, see what color the light goes and adjust it till the light turns green. Mm -hmm. That is a game changer in independence for a child learning to take a shower. Mm -hmm. And I mean, so of course, what did we do? We got one for Jordan because that it just makes it so much easier. And it's literally just a shower head off Amazon. We got it off Amazon, right. But so often, I just encourage parents, whatever it is you're wanting your child to learn to do independently, look and see what step is breaking down in it and try to figure out a way to address that one step. The other issue Jordan was having with showering was she has long, thick hair. So her hair is a lot of water in it. Well, she could dry off her body, but she didn't dry off her hair well. So therefore, you dry off your body, your hair is just dripping on you. It's just a never-ending cycle. And so, you know, I was talking this over with a friend, like, what can we do here? She goes, you need to teach her how to wrap her head in a towel. And I'm like, ooh, that sounds really hard. So at the time, we were working with an occupational therapist. I said, can I start bringing a towel to OT so you can help her do this? Sure enough, the OT helped her learn to wrap her hair in a towel so she knows when she gets out of the shower, first thing she does is wrap her hair in a towel. Then she, on a hook, she has another towel there to dry off her body. By the time she's dry off her body, that other towel has absorbed enough water on her head that then she's good to go. But without that second towel, we were just never going to get anywhere because she was just constantly soaking wet from her hair. So. There are so many ways you can use different modifications, different just change in steps of how you're doing things at home that even if it doesn't ever lead to a job, it can lead to independence. And I feel like... Independence at home. Yes, because as parents, that has to be our ultimate goal for our kids is getting them as independent as possible. That that's what we're trying to do. And different kids will have different levels. But if we look at what Jordan is doing in the shirt shop and we would have thought she would have ever been able to do some of these things Mm -hmm. on her own, we would have never probably been able to even imagine that. But simple modifications, rolling shirts is another example. When we were at home in the basement, we, you would get out like stacks of maybe 24 shirts of one color, one size. She'd roll those. She got so fast at rolling, she's rolling 24 shirts in less than a minute. Well, then you'd have to get out another one for her. 
well, no one could get anything done because she's rolling so fast and you constantly had to get her a new Some stack. New stuff, yeah. But yet we knew she was going to struggle with keeping sizes differently. So when we moved in the shirt shop, we put a big shelf behind her and you have buckets there. Mm -hmm. And every mm -hmm. night... Clothes when, hampers is what they basically were. Yeah, I think, from, mm -hmm. I think we got them from Target. Target um, yeah. Yeah. And so every night when we're done with orders for the day you, Ryan, Key, go and pull shirts of what's going to need to be rolled for the next day. Each has their own bucket behind Jordan. We've taught her, pull that one bucket, roll everything, put it back in that bucket, put it back on the shelf, then go to the next one. But just that one little shift changed it for her being able to work one minute independently to an hour independently, right. just the putting it in the bucket. So like, sure. even if you were going to try to teach your kid how to do laundry, you know, start with having them sort, you know, maybe you have red shirts and jeans all mixed up, two buckets, have them sort out the jeans in one bucket, the red shirts in another. Well, does anybody have really have that much red shirts, but I don't know, underwear, <laughs> whatever you want right, to do, sure. but two Doesn't things matter. that are drastically different, have them start with just mm -hmm. sorting them. Once they've got that accomplished, maybe then their next goal is dump it in the laundry but do break it down into smaller tasks so that they can accomplish things on the, all along the way. Yeah. Um, I just that's think that's cool. a, that, that can be a game changer, mm -hmm. but there's all kinds of things around the house to be able to start working on, you know, setting the table, set the whole table, except for the spoons. Your child goes, gets the spoon, puts it in their place. And you could even have a placemat that has everything lined out. So setting the table becomes matching. The placemat could be homemade. You draw the plate on there. You draw the place for the fork, the place for the spoon. So then you could start with having all those things out on the table. They're matching it. But eventually they could get to where they get it out of the cabinet, do it all. But if you have that placemat modification, it's going to make it so yeah. much easier being able to accomplish it and have success. Yeah. Well, and I think they like it. I mean, Jordan loves to do this stuff. And when she gets done, you feel, she feels that success. I mean, it, all of us do. Yes. You do a good job at something. You, you know it. You feel good. So oh, absolutely. One thing that I think has been fun here at the shirt shop is when our kids, and I say like Jordan or Cole, is not here for like a week. I remember, I don't remember if Cole was sick or on vacation. And I told the workers, I was like, oh, hey, Cole's not going to be here. Mm -hmm. And Jordan's at school longer because of whatever. And they're like, uh, we need pens. We need this. We need that. Yeah. Nothing makes me happier because that means these kids are doing a job that's needed. And when they're not in this building, they are missed. Yep. And that's what employment is all about and i love that cole and jordan have risen to that right and they are truly missed when they're not in the building and that's yeah. that is fulfilling for them and us as Absolutely. as parents mm -hmm. cole one day we were trying to get him to learn to roll shirts and it, it's hard at the yeah, beginning. It's starting out. And I'm going to say as a mom, when I see whether it is an individual with disability or even just a neurotypical peer walking in for the first time trying to learn shirts, it is fun to watch him struggle because yeah. it shows how far Jordan has come. She can right. roll those shirts like a machine. But it's hard in the beginning for any yeah, of us. Sure. And Cole was struggling a bit. Yep, struggling. And you were watching TikTok. Yeah. Remember? You sent think, me a video. I think, yeah, that some, some kid put... Uh, cardboard or something wasn't it 
It was literally it was just this piece of cardboard. cardboard. Yeah. But it showed them where so, to yeah, fold it. Yeah, you stick the card. Well, it's about, well, it depends on what size of shirt it yeah, is. We but just I think did, we, we modified ours to be about four inches wide, and it's the length of the shirt from the, you know, neck to the bottom. Um, and it's, you stick the cardboard on there, and then they fold it once left, fold it once right. And then pulled the cardboard out from the bottom. Mm -hmm. Still kept this this fold where so it's about four, five, six inches wide. Um, and then you and just roll. And then you just roll. But literally, Cole had been here on a Tuesday, yeah. and it was really hard for him yeah. and frustrating. And I told his mom when she picked him up. He was I still said, rolling. Oh, I said. I told her. I said he was frustrated today. He handled it well. But I think he was kind of annoyed at me. And yeah. I don't blame him. I would have been annoyed at me, too. It was hard. It was hard. And so literally the next day, but I said, I believe he can do it. And I said, if I didn't believe he could do it, I, I wouldn't keep pushing this. But if you're okay, I want to keep working on this because I think he can get it. And she was like, absolutely. The next day, you had found that that night. The next day, we created that piece of cardboard. Mm -hmm. And I got to send a video to his mom of him rolling completely on his own them doing well. And I mean, we really made a big deal to Cole yeah. as well. Like, this is why you are, you persist. This is why you work through something when it's hard because you're doing it now. Yeah. It's one of his favorite things now. Is it is. Um, but all it took yeah, was a, a simple, simple piece of cardboard cut from one of the gazillion boxes we already sure, have. Sure. Uh, so I just hope through this podcast, we've maybe inspired parents, teachers, business owners, managers, whoever is listening, that things don't always have to be done the exact same way to accomplish it and accomplish it well. Look at what your end product is and help your child, your student, your employee, figure out the way that works best for them to get to that end goal. Because our end goal was for Jordan to package 15 ink pens. If I would have stayed on that task of, you have to be able to count out 15, you have to switch colors, I'm not sure she would have ever been able to gain independence on that. But by this simple plastic modification yeah. board that cost us nothing, because who doesn't lose the tops to, you, it's like the Tupperware containers in your drawer. You always have lids and bottoms. They don't ever match. So we took a random Tupperware lid yeah. that was big enough, and we just made it into something for free, but it was a game changer in yeah. independence for Jordan. Right. And then we took that simple concept, and we have expanded it across every new thing we bring into this. And you can't fall into the trap of doing everything the exact same because remember the decals, it doesn't, or the pencils, it doesn't always work the same. But yeah. if you think outside the box- A little modification can make the and, world a difference. And look how you're gonna do it, it can be a game changer for a lot of individuals. So hopefully this inspired yeah. many of you. And if you're not following us on social media, at Summer Shirt Project, be sure to do it. I'm going to go ahead and post some examples of the modifications we use and videos so you can kind of visualize better how we're doing it. We get messages from a lot from teachers, but also parents saying, I use this example for my classroom and it was, it was amazing. That's great. One other quick thing I could go on and on. This is my favorite thing to talk about. So I could go on and on. The other thing I'm going to go back on my soapbox a little bit about busy work. I don't think busy work is fulfilling for much of anyone. I don't know about you, but mm -hmm. if 
I was to do something just for you to come back and redo it and mm-hmm. then undo it for me to do the exact same thing mm-hmm. tomorrow, it, it wouldn't go over well. No. And I think for our individuals like Jordan and like others, they see if we're having them do something and they watch us literally undo it so they could do the exact same thing tomorrow. I, I think they see that. And I think sure, that's yeah. not fulfilling. So for example, we had a goal once in Jordan's IEP for her to learn to take the trash out because that's another job that then we could work on at home. It's, but I said what she needs more practice than once a day. She's not going to get it practicing one time a day at school when you need to take it out. But I don't want her to see you all just literally putting it back. That's so I said, can we do the five surrounding classrooms to where at a certain time each day, she can go with a peer to each of those classrooms get their trash so she has five times to practice, but then those other teachers could say, Jordan, thanks so much, because it's helpful. So she's getting that positive reinforcement from the other classroom teachers. She's learning when to go in the classroom. If it's full, you don't go in. There's so many more teaching moments, but it's so much more fulfilling than sitting there and unloading back and forth the same trash can five times in a row. Yeah, that's important. I don't think that's the best way for anyone to learn. It's frustrating. It's discouraging. So I realize in a classroom setting, you you sometimes have to do that, but anytime you can think outside of the box and get more opportunities for them to learn, but in a natural setting, I think it's, I I think it's personally better. So anyway, I hope you guys have learned something. I hope it's got, you know, ideas flowing for whoever it is you're going to work with, because it has truly been a game changer, not only in our shirt shop, but in our home. And Jordan is doing things that we one time could have hardly imagined she could do. Well, if you don't, if you don't look at our Facebook, TikTok, Jackie, you said you're going to post this stuff so you do some examples. That's good. I might even get brave enough to do something on YouTube. Um, (laughs) I don't, I don't post much on YouTube, but I need to. So anyway, at Summer Shirt Project, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, I'll share lots of examples so you guys can put more visualization to what we were talking about because I think you'll be inspired. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Be Kind to Everyone podcast. We know your time is valuable. And we appreciate you spending it with us. Word of mouth is the number one way people learn about new podcasts. So we need your help for people to find us. Please, please, please tell everyone you know about our show. To learn more about our story and see our shirts, go to BeKindToEveryone.com. Thanks for listening. Have a good day, you guys.